Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hi, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Executive Presence Morsels Events Week. So today we're going to talk about the concept of area. Right. Uh, we're not going to do math, but like area in, in terms of uh, like the length versus width, if you look at the floor plan um, of how much space uh, there is. And if you think about an event in terms of uh, the floor plan and the floor space, um, you know, how big is the floor or the walls that contain the event? And what's the ratio between, uh, and again, not doing math, <laughs> but what is the ratio between uh, the people uh, and the space that you have? So you can imagine, you know, occasions you've been to in the past where it's like wall to wall, just people. It's crowded, right? Like you're in a really popular bar or restaurant and you can barely move. And that's one feeling. Or you can think of um, a different event or maybe you get early uh, you arrive early to a party or a holiday party and you're one of the first people there and you're in a huge ballroom uh, and it's so expansive and you're like, you'd, you know, you'd have to throw a football or a baseball pretty far to reach the next person. And that's sort of a different feeling until, you know, people uh, fill up. And just the concept of the impact that that can have on our connection with others and the feeling of the event. Now, you know, there's no right or wrong, uh, but I do believe for each type of meeting that we're having, for each purpose that we're having, there's probably a, a more or less ideal, let's just call it like density of people um, within the area. So, you know, the way you account for that is you you figure how many people are coming, and then you estimate how much space you need, uh, and then you'll be able to tell, will you be jam-packed or will you have a lot of space, and does that end result match what is ideal for the different situation uh, or the different purpose of the event that you're having. And um, one thing that uh, you know I noticed about this, and this was several years ago, and I had gone down to do uh, a training uh, in Orlando for uh, KPMG, uh, my employer, and I noticed that a lot of times the way the rooms were set up, they were just set up by the hotel staff, right? So, you know, you tell them how many tables you need and how many chairs and how many students, and, you know, they throw the tables in there, but they're not really thinking about how or why they're doing it. They're just making everything fit. So you could get one person that jams all everything in together and you can get other people that move everything further apart. And one thing that I had noticed and one challenge because I had delivered this training in prior years was uh, you tended to lose people more towards the back. It was a very traditional setup with a screen in the front and slides and you're presenting more from the front. Um, so you really had to kind of work hard to capture the people in the back. And one way that I would do that was I would, you know, periodically walk into the room and not, you know, be, um, held, um, by the lectern or by the projector. I would constantly walk, you know, through the room and towards the back of the room and change my position. So people in the back couldn't just sort of, you know, doze off or think that um, they're not involved or that they're not being engaged or paid attention to just because of where they are in the back. 
So I remember one year, maybe this is the last year I was able to do this in person, I was thinking about it. And one thing I always like to do at an event is scope out, if I can, the night before the space and the arrangement of the space of the place that I'm going to be presenting in the next day. And what I noticed was it was a pretty big room. It was way bigger than we needed. And they had spaced everything pretty equally apart, which means people were pretty far back in the back. Um, so what I ended up doing um, was sort of just shifting everything, shifting all the tables forward to artificially create a much closer space. So the furthest table back was now towards the middle of the room instead of like all the way at the back of the room, like two steps away from escape <laughs> at, at, at the back door, right? Um, so this way you'd have to cross a large expanse to walk to the back of the room. So you'd have to think twice uh, about doing it. And also more importantly, you're closer to everyone else, you're closer to the action, um, you're automatically going to be more engaged. Now another example of that is, um, you know, each table, um, I'm just making this up, but uh, let's just say it had six pamphlets because each table is going to have six people. Well, oftentimes, uh, you know, the room is set up and it's got like eight, nine or ten seats. So now you have people sitting all over at random places um, and it's not really necessary. So um, I think what I ended up doing was, you know, removing some of the chairs and stacking them up uh, in the back in case anyone needed extra ones. But to create a format where you had just, amount of, just the right amount of a chairs at each table so people would be sitting more in proximity to each other. They could shift the chairs around, but you have more people facing in the right direction. You don't have a lot of people with their choosing to have their backs to everyone else, and you can kind of have a more cohesive um, atmosphere. So it's little things like that, I think, that can make a big difference in terms of the area um, and how you uh, manage uh, that. And you can apply this as well to, you know, not just to events, but in terms of, um, you know, how you go about your leadership and think about, you know, how many um, people are necessary for something that you're doing. Are you inviting too many people? Or are you inviting too few people? Really um, to evaluate what is the purpose and what is the right ratio uh, of people to have to accomplish the thing rather than just blindly inviting everyone or uh, worse, you know, not even having any control or idea of how many people um, are going to show up and no way to adjust um, for that so you can have the best experience for everyone which allows you to have um, the best chances of succeeding at the purpose for, for that meeting and for whatever you're trying to lead people uh, towards, whether it's a brainstorming session or group training or um, whatever the event happens to be. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. I often get asked, why did you create the Thrive Guide for High Potential Underrepresented Professionals? It all started out with one unanswered question. How do you thrive in environments where your advancement is still considered an anomaly? 
I know far too many talented, ambitious, and devoted professionals whose efforts to climb the corporate ladder were met with resistance, broken promises, and sometimes outright sabotage. As I looked for guidance to meet this challenge, there wasn't much out there other than the generic, you have to be better and work harder than everyone else. While I see some wisdom in this, it ignores the damage that this double standard wreaks on your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. It also doesn't provide any specific strategies on how to handle the daily challenges, such as microaggressions, that create extra drag on your performance. I began to explore this for myself when a few pages of notes turned into 33 lessons, 2.5 hours, and a lot of video editing. The final result was the Thrive Guide with its seven strategies to thrive. Each strategy is designed to address challenges that are rooted in societal, institutional, and personal expectations for groups that have not been, and largely still are not, prevalent in leadership positions. If you refuse to have artificial limits placed on your advancement, but continue to be met with resistance, then this Thrive Guide is for you. Available now on udemy.com. Let's get thriving. Hello and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels Events Week. This is our last and final episode uh, dealing with events. Um, again, a lot of these uh, concepts uh, were learned by me and inspired uh, from a book I recently read, The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. Um, excellent book for anyone who wants to have better meetings, um, especially if you have some role uh, in organizing those meetings, whether it doesn't have to be a big event. Um, it could just be uh, a meeting that you have, uh, like a weekly or daily meeting you have at work. Um, even employing some of these concepts, I believe, will help you have a much better, uh, more successful meeting. So today we're going to talk about uh, this concept of displacement that Priya um, talks about. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.